Hey guys, before the podcast, I wanted to let you know that Auxoro launched the antiviral GoFundMe dedicated to supporting healthcare workers on the front lines and people out of work during the shutdown. If you're looking for a way to be a superhero during the shutdown, put on your cape and donate to the antiviral GoFundMe. Millions are out of work, thousands more are dying, and we need to offer support so that we have a strong planet coming out of this pandemic. Visit the link in the description of the podcast to donate and make a difference today. Thank you. How to adopt a wealthy mindset. Do you ever wonder how some people go from poor and middle class to the upper echelon of wealth? Million, millionaires, even billionaires from little to nothing. Yes, it starts with money. But what's more important of this accumulation of wealth is the mindset of wealthy people as opposed to the people who can never break out of that getting cash for income and spending cycle. They never build up any sort of uh, savings or investment. So, so the point I want to make to start out is that this is a mindset that you can adopt for nothing. This costs nothing to adopt. And this is how the wealthiest people are thinking when they are accumulating assets and wealth. And with this mindset, you can work less, earn more, and have more freedom. The wealthy mindset is best described by a quote from the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. He writes, quote, the poor and middle class work for money. The rich have money work for them. Again, that's the poor and middle class work for money. The rich have money work for them. And so, you know, ever since we were in elementary school, middle school, our teachers and and most of our parents pound into our head the idea of work hard to make money. And if you want to make more money, you have to work harder. And there's this sort of laziness associated with the desire to make money without having to work. And there's also something creative about that too. In order for you to make money without having to work harder and, and, and exchange hours for dollars, you have to get creative with how you're going to spend that money and save that money. And so wealthy people do get creative. They, they invest in assets like real estate, stocks, bonds, intellectual property that generate income for them. They then take that income and continually reinvest. And the bigger the pot, the the more money it it generates. And so your your first reaction to hearing this was probably something like mine. Like, okay, so how do I get the money to invest? That's great that people are able to become millionaires, billionaires. I'm nowhere close to that how do I even start doing that? And so Robert Kiyosaki didn't come from a super wealthy family. The guy who wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad, he he came from a, a normal middle-class family. And Robert worked a sales job after he got out of the, the military. And he saved up money on the side. And he saved a little bit every single month. And then eventually he used that money to invest in real estate in Hawaii. And he rented out that real estate in order to uh, supplement his income. And so Robert would buy things and 
like a Porsche and his coworkers thought, you know, he was spending all of his sales checks, his bonus checks on or, or commission checks on cars and, and fancy clothes and watches. But he was actually generating money from the income from the real estate that he invested uh, in Hawaii. And that was giving him a certain amount of income every single month from the tenants that he had aside from his full-time job. So he started out saving a little bit of money, probably, you know, maybe a couple hundred bucks every month and, and putting it uh, towards something like an asset that would help him receive checks without exchanging hours. You know, we're used to the, the concept of, okay, if you want to make money, how do I do that when all the time is already taken up in my day? I don't have the hours to put in to, to take on a second or a third job. You know, I don't want to exchange hours for dollars. And this is where investing in assets come into play. This is, this is where the, the wealthy mindset truly differentiates uh, itself from the poor mindset. And I'm not talking about the type of people. I'm not saying that poor people are shitty and wealthy people are are better. I'm, I'm saying that the difference in mindset is that wealthy people, they are able to save up money at the beginning when they're working their full-time job and they, they have hours in a day that are already taken up. And then they take that money and invest it into the assets like real estate, stocks, bonds, intellectual properties, other companies. And then they take those assets, they, they take the income from those assets and they use it to cover their expenses and then invest in more assets or or invest more money in the same asset so that pool continues to grow. So for me, I work a full-time job. I run a couple of podcasts. How am I personally implementing this? Uh, like I said, you know, it's great that people become millionaires and billionaires off of this strategy. How do I implement this? So first, after reading the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, that was one of the first times where I questioned my mental connection of hours to dollars. I always thought when I was growing up and going through college, what you want is a job that's going to pay you a high salary. And that high salary is how people get rich. But that salary controls your hours. And, and you only receive that salary as long as you are working. You have to work in exchange for that salary. And and the reason why so many rich people can live paycheck to paycheck is that as their salary increases, so do their expenses. So they're not actually saving any money. Their lifestyle is getting more luxurious and they're buying faster cars, bigger houses and more things as they're making more money. So the, the expenses increase as the uh, salary increases and the wealthy mindset is a counterintuitive approach. It's saying as your salary is, is staying the same or increasing, don't increase your expenses, increase the amount of money that you're investing into assets. And then once you start generating money from those assets, then use those to buy the things. Don't, don't take the Porsche out of your paycheck, take the Porsche out of your assets that are generating income without you having to do anything. So back to what I'm trying to do. So I work a full-time job, I run a couple of podcasts, and I save a, a a certain amount of money each month. And so 70% of that money that I save goes into ETFs and stocks. I have a Fidelity account where I invest in a few stocks that I selected and broad-based ETFs. 
And then 30% of that goes into my savings account, which I will now use towards assets. Before I was just kind of saving to save because it's, you know, it's like a common thing. People try to get rich by saving or, or you want to have some money in your account. And, and that's not bad. I, I'm always going to have some money in my savings account because you do need it for emergencies, like medical emergencies, whatever things come up in your life. But I'm going to now treat that account, my savings account, as something that will go towards an asset. Use my savings, build it up to the point where I can take a chunk out of it and invest in things that I'm passionate about. And, and I've thought about investing in real estate before. I know a lot of people make a lot of money from real estate. But Robert Kiyosaki also makes a point in this book that you have to be passionate about the assets you're investing in. If you don't like real estate, don't fucking invest in real estate. It, just because everyone else thinks that real estate is the way to get rich. Don't invest in real estate if you don't want to deal with that bullshit. I, I don't want to deal with the bullshit of real estate. You have to find the bullshit that you're passionate about and that you're willing to deal with in order to put in the the starting work and and continue to look over your assets and generate income from it. So what I am passionate about as a creator are other creators and other companies that create and do interesting things. Like for example, I've started writing down some companies like like videography companies, catering companies, uh, event companies, record labels, places that may be looking for investments in exchange for a piece of their company, in exchange for future revenue, uh, or a, a percentage of equity, or both. And so I want I want to be passionate about the the thing that I'm investing in. I, I want to know about the thing that I'm investing in too. I don't know a lot about real estate, so I don't want to put thousands of dollars into something I don't know. I do know about creating. I do know about podcasting. I do know about videography. I, I, I do know about what it takes to start a business and a creative venture. So those are the areas I'm looking in right now. And, and you, you have to get creative that it may not be the asset that you invest in may not be advertised on the real estate market or in the, the stock market. It may not be someone shouting, you know, invest in me, invest in me. You, you start to look around you and think, okay, instead of just appreciating the work that other people do, you know, how can I invest in the creators I believe in. That's how I've started to think. Like I, I after reading Rich Dad Poor Dad, I, I made a list of all of the the businesses and people that I think are going to have amazing futures and that I think it would be a good idea to invest in that. And I had never thought like that before. I I just always thought, oh you know, wow, that guy runs a great business or wow, that's an impressive record label. I never thought, oh, maybe I should you know, ask them if they're taking investments, or maybe I should try to be a part of that. Maybe I should put my own money in and have a piece of a company that can make me money in the future. And, and that's the bullshit that I want to deal with. And so it's going to be different for everyone. So my challenge to you is a, a three-part challenge. It's one, to disconnect from the idea that working harder is the only way to make money. Like I said, I thought I thought like that for a long time, and I it, part of it is because 
uh, my athletic background and, and working hard, I think, like I said before, there's this laziness about people that are looking for ways to make money without actually having to put in more hours every day. But there's also, like I said, there's a creativity to it and you have to get creative in order to generate income from assets instead of just getting a second or third job. So disconnect from the idea that working harder is the only way to make money. Uh, I also challenge you to save a percentage of what you invest. And I split it up into two things. So I, uh, or just, sorry, not save a percentage of what you invest, save a percentage of your income towards investing. So I dedicate part of that, like I said, 70% to stocks and ETFs and 30% in a savings account for investing in future assets. But everyone, again, that's going to be different for you and, and you can get creative with it. Not not everything is going to be advertised, like I said, that people are saying, invest in me, invest in me. Make a list of people and businesses that really inspire you and that you would want to get involved in and, and own a piece of. And the third thing is to check out Rich Dad, Poor Dad, because I think this book is great to dig into financial literacy, what it, what, how wealthy people really think, the things that people don't teach you about money in school, what a real asset is, what a real liability is. And, and you know, I, I'm fortunate that I went to business school. So I learned a lot of this. We learn more about the, the concepts of money and how to analyze it, but no one really teaches you how to make money and, and where to put your money to make it and what wealthy people are doing that's different than the typical mindset of middle-class America. And also for ETFs and stocks, I highly recommend checking out A Random Walk Down Wall Street. That is a great book on long-term investing, which is what I use my Fidelity account for. I'm, I'm not going to touch that shit. I'm just going to keep investing and let it grow. So investing in broad-based stocks and ETFs and, you know, you're not, it's not day trading. You're, you're, investing in stocks, you're picking stocks, you're picking ETFs, and then you're continually putting money every paycheck into those stocks and ETFs and you're watching them grow. It's not like the constant fluctuation of the day trading approach. So thank you guys for listening. Again, check out Rich Dad Poor Dad, check out Random Walk Down Wall Street, disconnect from the idea that working harder is the only way to make money. You don't have to always exchange hours for dollars and you can start just by saving with a full-time job, which is what I'm doing right now. I, I, I want to be wealthy one day and I'm not shy about saying that. I, I, I don't think that the current wave of demonizing wealthy people and millionaires and billionaires in America is healthy. I, th I think if you have a lot of money, you can do a lot of good for people. If you're a good person, having more money will allow you to expand that goodness. If you're a bad person, you'll be a bigger piece of shit if you have more money. So I, I don't think that having money on its own is a good or a bad thing. It's just a tool to do what you want to do and, and for more freedom. So why wouldn't you want to have more money? You will be able to to do what you want and you'll be able to have more freedom and you won't have to do shit that you don't want to do.